Hi everyone, Tiffany here with a super quick note that this podcast was recorded as part of a previous bundle season. That means that the dates that you're about to hear for the bundle, well, they're no longer correct. If you're interested in seeing what the dates are for this year's sale, please visit thebellydancebundle.com. There you'll find all the up-to-date information on our upcoming bundle. While the dates may be wrong and the class mentioned here isn't available through us any longer, many of our guests still have their courses available for purchase individually, so please do feel free to click through to their offerings and take a look. You're going to want to check it out after hearing how brilliant they are. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. I'm your host, Tiffany, the person behind the scenes here at the Belly Dance Bundle. Today, we have the host of the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast here with us on Yala Rocks. Today's conversation is so important and has been mirroring what we've been talking about lately over on Instagram. I don't even want to ruin it for you. I want you to hear it as it comes up. We start off chatting about the details of our dance and how we move in our everyday as these are so important and can have such an influence on your dance. But the conversation veers off when Jana brings up a topic that I'm so super passionate about that I couldn't resist pursuing that line of conversation. If you're familiar with me in the podcast, it'll come as no surprise. Join us as we chat delicate details and more in today's episode. And also, as a side note, we'll be releasing the full course list next week for the 2020 Belly Dance Bundle. So keep an eye on your emails. You've already got a couple of ideas of what will be included through the episodes we've had so far, but you're totally not ready for this amazingness. If you're not on the mailing list already, just head over to thebellydancebundle.com and click that big button up at the top that says get the guide and you can join the email list there and get a nice free guide on how to get the most out of online classes, which is super relevant right now. I know you are just as excited to jump into this episode as I am to share it with you, so let's get started. Hello, dancers, and welcome to Yala Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. Today, we're here with Shauna. Shauna is the host of Advance Your Belly Dance podcast and a first-time contributor to the Belly Dance Bundle. Welcome. I'm so happy to be trading podcast slots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's weird being on the other end of the podcast table here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I I love what you do and I'm so excited to have you come on board this year. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in belly dance since this is your first time on the podcast? Yeah, sure. So I've been belly dancing since 2007. Um, During that period, right when I first started belly dancing, I got really involved in other world dances as well. So it was like two or three years where I was just dancing every day. (laughs) Um, But in the end, I decided to focus on Middle Eastern dance and folklore because that was kind of my first uh, true love, so to say. So I've been with that since 2007. And I started out in Orlando, Florida, actually, with the um, Orlando Belly Dance uh, Troupe. And um, then I moved to England where I did more solo work 
And in England, I won Miss Blood Dance UK, Jewel of Yorkshire, um, Rising Star, and some other competition titles and stuff. So that was where I really got a chance to see what belly dance was like outside of like a troupe setting, mm-hmm. uh, which was super interesting and super fun as well. And then I've been living in uh, Berlin, Germany since 2014. Yeah, so I've been dancing here. That's awesome. What is it that made you choose, like what brought, you know, first love to Middle Eastern dance versus these other world dances that you were, you know, also taking at the time? It was the music for me. It was, um, I really started out listening to classical, like, Tara music, like Unkosum. Like, I learned about ballet dance from a friend who showed us some moves to, like, a hip, like, pop track, like, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, and that was very reminiscent of what I also grew up listening to, I'm, I'm originally from um, former Yugoslavia, so it had a bit of like that Balkan sound and it was very like fun. So that was kind of familiar to my ears and I was like, oh, this looks fun to do. And then, but when I first learned of like Egyptian classical music, that's, that's kind of what did it for me and, and how you can interpret that. And I have great respect for, for dancers that, that teach the cultural side of it. So then I started learning more about the culture. Um, I learned Arabic as well. Um, so it, it kind of brought out this this whole world to me. I can't equate Tara music or classical Egyptian music to anything that I, other music that we know about, you know, like even mm-hmm. in, in in Bosnia, we don't have that. We, we have, of course have music that all generations know, but it's not, it doesn't have that same feeling to it. So that's really kind of what really struck a chord with it. you. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So your addition to the bundle this year is the Delicate Details Workshop. Um, we're full of alliteration in this year's bundle. Like there's several, <laughs> there's several items that are alliterated and I, I almost feel like it's because you're coming to the belly dance bundle. People are like, okay, I gotta, yeah. <laughs> gotta bring, bring it with the alliteration. I, I love it. Um, what inspired you to, to work on these, these little details with your workshop this year? I think these little details are what can really transform someone that's been taking classes for years that considers them an intermediate type dancer and into more of an advanced dancer on stage. Everyone wants to wow their audience and have their own style. And I think it's in the details. And a lot of times I have students ask, well, how can I express emotion? And even back when I was, was first starting out, we saw a lot of like this, this kind of, it almost looked fake, like I'm so Egyptian it hurts type of thing because you're trying to, to mimic kind of what you see and you think that's the way to go when actually it's just about being honest with yourself and what does that take to be honest with yourself, right? <laughs> like being on stage, that's a yes. really scary, vulnerable position to be in and how do you show that without actually saying it out loud, right? So for me, that's all in these little details and these pauses that you have and the way that you tilt your head at certain moments, you know, and it can seem overwhelming when you're looking at it, like, oh my God, no one's going to understand what I'm trying to portray if I don't have all these little things, but it comes naturally after a while. It's just that you have to practice it. So delicate details is a lot about not only how we can incorporate these small details that make a huge impact on stage while we're practicing, but also when you're not practicing, how, how do you hold yourself up high when you're walking down the street? How we've all been sitting when we're working from home, are we all scrunched up <laughs> or are we opening up everything, you know? So the easier it is for you to remember to do these things, even when you're not dancing, it's just so much easier when you're actually practicing and then you can focus on, you know, technique and 
at the same time, you can focus on expression. And once you feel more comfortable in your technique, then a whole other world of, of self-expression can come out. Absolutely. And it's, I think that's why, like you mentioned that the details take, right, the intermediate dancer to a more advanced level. Yeah. It's because at that point, a lot of the basics are in your body. You've already absorbed them, right? So you're not thinking so hard about yeah. how to do this hip drop, how to hold your arms, how to do your posture, right? So you can start to focus on, on the little details. Cause a lot of times I think at that point, people start to work on layering things mm-hmm. more, right? Like, okay, I can do this thing and I can do this thing. So how do I do them together? Which is awesome and great. And we should do that. But there's also this, these other little things that we could be working on that honestly, sometimes to me, like feel easier to mm-hmm. focus on this little detail or mm-hmm. this little, this little thing I want to portray versus yeah. like, I must bend my brain to make these things happen at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned the layering when we get more advanced, like that is super impressive, no doubt. But sometimes we equate with advanced dancing as like putting everything in the kitchen sink, like, <laughs> like and that's not necessarily the case. I mean, some, the, the most impressive performances are the ones where it looks easy. Right. But then, yes. you know, like that can't be as easy as it looks. You know, when you start doing it, you have a whole appreciation for it when you're like, oh, I saw this, it, they, that person made it look effortless on stage. And then you go out and try and you're like, wow, this is actually really hard. They made it look really great though. And it's not about putting 10,000 movements into a five minute piece. It's actually about cutting down. And this is also part of the course and it's part of a, a free um, email course that anyone that wants to sign up is also part of the bundle that can go ahead and sign up mm-hmm. for it as well. Um, it's called Less is More. And it's about cutting back all this, kind of noise that we accumulate after a while where we sometimes don't feel like we're enough on stage. I don't feel like I'm grabbing their attention (laughs) enough, or I don't feel, I feel like I should be doing more. I feel like I should be this or should, you know, all these shoulds. And actually it's just about being yourself and having the confidence to be yourself, to know that I am enough when I step onto the stage or or in the online hafla, what have you. Um, but, you know, so it's just having this feeling of like, I don't need to add all these things just to, you know, I can do it if I want to, but I don't need to do it every single time. So it's sitting with that fact of feeling confident enough. I like, she laughed in the middle of that statement because <laughs> I like put my hands up in the air and just like, just, yes, this is, you are like, you are saying the things that I say all the time. Anyone who's on the email list, you hear this from me all the time. You are enough. You're enough. When you start practicing, you're enough. When you get on stage, you're, I mean, you're enough. Yeah. Right. And, oh, you just said all the things that are, I just and Don't believe. you wish someone just shook you and told you that when you first started? Like, that's not maybe to say that your dance teacher right? didn't encourage you, but it's, it's, you know, there's this like, especially when you're starting out, you learn all these things and you learn like, oh, these are the rules, let's say. And then you learn all these things very perfectly. And then you have it in your mindset that you have to keep doing that in order to be dancing well on stage. And that's, it's just a small piece of the puzzle. And yeah, I really wish someone had said that to me when I started and, 13 years ago. Yeah. And it's not like, Right. You said like, it's not like your teacher didn't say that to you. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is something we put on ourselves a lot, yeah. right? These are like the gremlins that come out of the woodwork and are just the mean part of your brain that just goes and you just have to like ignore that part and be like, no, yeah, like I'm enough. And I don't have to do a million things to be impressive. Yeah. Like 
I can sit here and I can feel the music and I can add these little flares that are my style, you know, that really make it feel gooey and good and joyful for me and my body. Mm -hmm. And like, that's enough. Yeah. And people will notice when you're enjoying yourself on stage, people will notice that more than, oh, she did this layer and this and that. Like people are going to remember how you made them feel, not necessarily everything that you did. I still remember a performance um, at a festival years ago. This was like a decade ago, at least, um, by Tamara Henna from, I think I think she's out in California. Mm-hmm. I still remember it. I don't remember everything she did. It's not that I could recreate the choreography, mm-hmm. but I remember it because she danced to Anta Omri by, um, you know, originally Um Kasum, and then it's a belly dance, dance you know, version of it. But it was just, we were in tears, like my group and I, and I still remember that to this day. So I try to emulate when I teach, especially technique workshops, I try to teach dancers how to think for themselves. Like I hear all the tools you can, you can follow the bouncing butt as much as you want, you know, but this is, I want you to understand the reason why I put, even in my choreography classes, this is, I put this together because of this, just so you're aware. And just so that you can start thinking like this, if you, if you want, you know, Mm -hmm. so you can start creating as well. Absolutely. And in the description for this course, I love that that that's something that you mentioned even is that we're going to do these combos. We're going to learn these drills, but also so that you can take these things and twist them into your own space going forward. And that, you know, we can, one thing I love that you said um, was because confidence in your performance comes from a repetition in your practice. Yes. And I like, right. I love that. So if we combine this idea of like, you're enough, we're not doing this because you should do it. You're doing it because you want to, you want to work on your styling. You want to work on, you know, getting that little extra bit that makes you feel like really confident and then put all of that in a practice space like that you love to be in because you, it's not, you should practice, right? You want to practice and like come in and put all this together. And I think you just have created like this really great circle of, of like feedback loop basically mm-hmm. between learning, putting it into practice, feeling good about yourself. Ad nauseum, not ad nauseum. That's not what I want to say. Like <laughs> infinite, ad infinitum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, thanks for saying that. Like I, I just want, I, I understand it's almost the more you get into this dance, it can sometimes crush you in other ways right it can Mm -hmm. I've seen so many great dancers quit and it's not necessarily because of you know it it is almost because they felt like they were putting so much pressure on themselves there were certain things in the community that they didn't feel like they fit in and I just want to give all these people a hug because you know you're enough and I want you to enjoy dancing no one came in what the, the beauty of belly dance is that no one came into this as a professional today knowing that that's what they were going to do right you didn't get stuck into, you know, a belly dance class when you were four, you got stuck into ballet or tap or something. And you're like, I never want to do that again. You came into belly dance because you thought it looked interesting or fun. It's like, it made you feel a certain way. And, and, you know, and if you stuck with it enough to get to perform, or even if, even if you're not a professional dancer in the sense that you go out and do gigs for money, but you go to attend all these festivals, you do open stage and all these things it makes you feel a certain way. And that's why we've stuck with it. And I want people to continue feeling that way. You're not going to feel that way all the time, always, of course. 
and motivation, you can't rely on motivation alone to practice. <laughs> you know, you have to set um, a system into place to, yep. to do it. Yep. But I just want, um, I just want dancers to have more self-compassion and, and to just kind of fall in love with dance again, even when they, when it feels like it's beating them down or if they feel like they don't belong, you do belong. And Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I want for everyone. I've, Everybody, please take all of those words. I want you to hit the like <laughs> rewind 30 seconds button on your podcast app. And I want you to listen to Jana say all of that again <laughs> and internalize it, yeah. like internalize it. You belong. You are enough. Come to come do this because you want to, because it feels good. Yeah. And like, let's figure out, you know, the little things. Because for me, the details are what make me have fun when yeah. I'm dancing, like, it's that's the little details are where I get to be a little cheeky or a little funny, you know, yeah. or like how I'm, how I'm doing this move is it, that's where I have the most fun when I'm dancing. Yeah. And, you know, when people talk to me, they're like, Oh my God, you look like you were just like having a great time. Yeah. And it's, it's because I'm playing with these little things while yeah. I'm dancing. So to me, like, that's where the fun is. Yeah, for sure. In the, yeah, in the first place. Expression. So, with with you and your practice like how do you how do you work on the details like what kind of what kind of work around that do you do in your personal practice i try to focus a lot and i'm not even intentionally practicing so what i mean by that is i try to be very mindful of my body and are my shoulders up to my ears when i don't intend them to be and i pull them down it's these little things where the reason a lot of dancers struggle with like posture, for example, is because they think it's just when you're in and out of the studio and that's it, you know? So I try to incorporate it even when I'm not mindfully taking the time to practice. Like I try to take it in my all, you know, every day. If I do yoga, like I know the yoga teacher might yell at me, but um, you know, you have to have your hands a certain way and yoga gets very like straight. I'll do my my Barbie hands as, as my my teacher used to call them and it's what I call them now too. You know, the way that your your hands are positioned very nicely and, and dance and and you know, I try to have energy flowing at all times. If my if I'm walking down the street, how are my arms? Mm-hmm. Are they just out? for you know with no energy or do I have like a posture to myself so I try really to check in and and be very mindful of myself and um to you know that only helps supplement when I do practice and especially if you're feeling any kind of pain in your body check in with yourself and say okay my back is hurting today should I be doing more um ab exercises for example it's not about how big or small your abs are whatever that I don't care about that it's about it's about mm-hmm. the health of your spine <laughs> you know and am I sitting up straight so it's about checking in with yourself kind of constantly which sounds exhausting but after a while you know it's what you do in one way or another you're like hmm, I wonder why my back hurts and then instead of just stopping there <laughs> you go deeper and you think okay maybe I feel like I've been you know hunched down maybe mm-hmm. I should I should you know open up my chest and- as well one tip for like getting into the habit of checking in with yourself that I really liked um, is like setting a timer to like, if you're going to be at your desk for four hours or something, like setting a timer to go off every 20 minutes or 10 minutes or however often you want, you know, want to start. And every time it goes off, be like, don't move. How are you sitting? Yeah. You know? And so you can start to like get in the habit of, Oh, let me check in with myself. Oh, let me check in with myself. Oh, let me check in with myself. And then it, 
it, like you said, it becomes second nature yeah. over time. Like as you, as you internalize, just let me, let me see how this mm. is feeling in my body and how I'm working right now. And I love what you said about how during yoga and things like you make sure you have that energy flow mm -hmm. at all times. I had a teacher once that told us to stretch like we were dancers. <laughs> and you're like, mm -hmm. cause that's, cause that's what we were doing. We were all just like flopped over, you know, stretching yeah. things. And she was like, yeah. no, like you guys are dancers, like, come on. And so yeah, everybody, like, energy. you see yeah. everybody's arms get nicer. Everybody's yeah. like intentional in things and not just yes. existing. Yes. It's all about, yeah, it's intense. You're not just mindlessly in like just exist, you know, that you have an intention to your space that you're reclaiming and that you're reclaiming and, you know, that you're just intentional with, with every part of your, your movement, you know, which it sounds really exhausting when you're like, God, I have to be mindful all the time. <laughs> like, you don't though. Not. No, you just, you get into the habit of it. Right. And you, when you start to, especially if there's any kind of literal pain points in your body, if you have any issues, like it, you notice it quicker, you know, if you don't have any pain in your body, congratulations. You're one of the very few people out there. I want to switch with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's, you know, you check in with yourself. You're like, oh, you know, this is feeling a little bit off today. Can I do this instead? You know, so, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, I have um, bad ankles. I sprained them dancing a couple of years ago, but I like did the interior sprain. And it took five years to find a PT that told me that my ankles just needed to be strengthened. And that was it. And so like, mm -hmm. but in those five years, I was dancing with a lot of pain in my ankles, you know, so I would, you know, oh, it hurts. Like, let me adjust what I'm doing here. Yeah. And now like ankles start hurting while I'm dancing. I'm like, got to go back to doing my exercises. Like yeah. I've been really, I've been slacking off on it. And so you get, you, you work with your body, right. Yeah. When you're dancing. Cause like sometimes, you know, you get this urge like, Oh, my, my Maya doesn't look like my teacher's Maya or like that famous dancer's Maya. You know, I don't have that same range of motion, but when you do it on your body, it hurts your back or it hurts your hip or, you know, like it hurts your knees. You got to work with your body and what you've got and to, to yeah. set those expectations in the best way so that you can keep dancing forever. Like yeah. so many people dance this dance until they die, like, mm -hmm. which is fantastic and amazing, but you have to be able to listen to your body to do that and not just yeah. push through whatever is happening. So getting that mindfulness of just what is happening and how do I fix this and how do I work with yeah, myself? Sure. I think is so important. Yeah. Nobody knows your body better than you do. Right. So you have to just literally check in with yourself. Like, Oh, this feels uncomfortable. Is there any other way I can do this? You know? And yeah, you, it's, it's all about being honest with yourself and checking in with yourself. Honestly, if that's anything that anyone's going to take away from today. Yeah, right. And <laughs> just, accepting yeah. it, like yeah. accept it. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not, yeah. You know, like it is just what it is and let's move on from there instead of like, oh, I hate that my, I, my ankles hurt every time I do this. So like, I have to be really hard on myself and like be really mean about it and like make myself do all these things. It's like, no love, compassion, right? You were talking mm -hmm. about dancers giving themselves that compassion yeah. and then moving on from there. How can I strengthen this? How can I modify this? Who can I talk to? Who can give me yeah. a modification about this? Like you have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, it's amazing also how much, especially if you have any 
pain in your body, like how even just a little bit of cross training, it goes away like a long way. Like you're talking about your ankles, just ankle strength training as well. Checking in with a physical therapist to be like, hey, is this, you know, like it's, you know, a lot of things can be avoided and fixed and, and, you know, you just have to know what to do, like, you know, and you have to do maybe some extra steps than other people, but you know, it's not the end of the world. Like you can do it. So, yeah. I love it. I love, I love that we've, we've come into this like super compassionate check in with yourself space. (laughs) We went from details and and being mindful into like self-compassion and taking care of your body. And I just, I love I love the way that we got here because but it's all connected, right? It's all like connected. The, I mean, it's not to be like I'm I'm not someone that's like, you know, oh like I don't even know how to explain like, oh yay, we're all like kumbaya and hippie. It's not it's not that. It's just about <laughs> um I I just feel like the details that we put into the dance are what make our own style right and a lot of the questions that you get from dancers is how do I create my own style and then you try to do all these other things you try to make it more complicated than it really has to be and you know it's it's just about cutting back and and being authentic and honest with yourself if you don't want to be doing backflips then don't be doing backflips or backbends and all these splits and stuff if you can do it and that's your thing awesome you feel comfortable doing, you know, but it's not about looking like anyone else. It's just about checking in with yourself. What feels good for me? How can I be authentic and honest? And that takes a long time sometimes to find depending on, you know, who you take from and all that stuff. And on the point of compassion, I asked this in my, um, my Facebook group in advanced your dance has a Facebook group as well. And I asked what's a pain point for, for practicing and finding, what are you struggling with right now? And, um, and one dancer, you know, she she put finding the time to do it. I'm beating myself up because I'm not reaching, you know, that. And it's literally just set aside just one song. Make it so yeah. easy for yourself because you need, especially now, we yeah. all need a little bit of a win, right? Like, don't beat yourself up. No one is expecting you to to practice for hours on end. If that's the inspiration that hits you, then go ahead and do it. That's amazing. But if you just can dedicate like one song, three minutes, five minutes to one movement, even that's still better than doing nothing. That's still better than beating yourself up about it. And if you want to continue when you're practicing these three minutes, then you can go ahead and keep going, but just try to set the bar so low for yourself and in like a good way, not like a discouraging way of like setting the bar very low. But just give yourself like a win. Like it's been a goddamn year. Like, I don't know if I can curse on this part. You absolutely can. <laughs> I've been trying to hold it. <laughs> no filter anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a year. And, um, you know, just give yourself a break. Like, my God, you know, just if, if just, just do it in small increments. Like yeah. I once listened to you an interview with an author, an author um, about like building habits and, and taking, you know, steps like every single day to towards your goal. And he made a good point. He said, um, you know, you're supposed to brush your teeth twice a day for two minutes at a time, right? No one goes, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it for one hour on the weekend. <laughs> and that's just hilarious, but it's, it's so true, right? It's about doing small steps every single day. And that builds up over time. Yes. And that is the whole point of the 21 days of belly dance is to, is to, to 
give people that inspiration here, come in, do five minutes, do 10 minutes. Like don't get into the habit, get into the habit of your dance so that you can keep it going and just keep it at these little, these little increments because right. What you said earlier, motivation is fickle. I say that all the time. Mm -hmm. You find motivation after you're already on the dance floor. So put that song on, do that one move. And when that song's over, if you don't want to dance to another song, you don't want to do any more practice. Awesome. You did your practice for the day. Like, congratulations. We're done. But if motivation strikes and you're like, oh, I, I want to dance some more. I want to do another song. I want to do this move. I want to do that move. Maybe I'll take that class I've been, you know, thinking about jumping into. Mm-hmm. Then you've, you know, you did the hard part. You showed up. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. And if you've ever done a choreography class or workshop, you'll find motivation hits you when you're tired of the song that you're working on. You're like, I want to work on this other song. <laughs> you have to force yourself through it. You're like, God damn it. Like I need to to get through this. The song is no longer motivating me. But you know, you, like you said, you find it, you know, after you perform, after you teach, like you, it, it'll hit you at once after the fact most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't rely on motivation to, to do anything otherwise. I mean, I mean, it's a lot of the reason why a lot of people start and stop projects, right? They get mm-hmm. motivated and then it's no longer fun anymore. So, yeah. And there's definitely a point where the bundle is no longer fun for me, but you guys <laughs> want me to keep going. So <laughs> yes, please do it. <laughs> we want you to, you are forced now to do it. Right. I just feel like there are times where doing all the, the legwork for the advance your dance podcast, you know, it's like, do you really want to do more admin today? Uh, Girl. Not necessarily. <laughs> no, right? but what, yeah, but what keeps me going is like when I see that it helps people for sure. When I advance your exactly. with someone will, will email or message like, thank, you know, thank you for mentioning this or thank you so much for, for talking yes. about this. I thought I was the only, that really does, um, that, that does bring the motivation. So yeah, yeah. that is an external motivating factor. No, but I, but right? like, yeah, no, I show up every Sunday in their, in their inbox or on their uh, podcast feed. Hey guys, keep going. Keep doing that thing. <laughs> can do it. If we all support it. each other, yes, we can keep going. Yes. Whether motivation is there or not. And yes. I, like, I love <laughs> that there's so many different tools and ways that we can almost trick ourselves into working on our dance. Yeah. I'm all about f- tricking. I am like a lab rat for myself, like my own. <laughs> I'm all about how can I make this the easiest way possible for me to get through what I need to do? Like, I was like, is money a motivator? Is food a motivator? Can I get like a brownie after this? Like, I just try to trick myself in any way imaginable to get what I literally anything in my life done. function. <laughs> All that matters in the end is that you did the thing you needed to do yes. or that you wanted to do or that yes. brought you joy. Yes. For sure. Awesome. Donna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for putting together this delicate details workshop for the bundle. I'm very excited for people to take it and kind of pull the bits and pieces out and into their bodies in a way that will reflect their style. I love, I love the idea. Um, can you tell people where they can uh, find you on the internet and where they can hear more from you because they can hear a lot more from you if they want. Yes. So you can find me, um, you can find my website and information about the bundle as well at Jana, that's Z-A-N-A dot dance slash bundle. 
And uh, you can listen to the Advanced Real Items podcast comes out every Sunday and any of your favorite podcast players. And um, you can also sign up for the Advanced Your Belly Dance newsletter. So the podcast is about the business of belly dance. So um, I usually have interviews there. We talk more in depth about business tips and tricks and all these sorts of things. And the newsletter um, will sometimes have that, but it'll also have more dance theory and technique and things like that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'll put all of those links in the podcast notes for this episode. Um, and I have one last question for you that we've been asking everyone. And that is, where is the strangest place that you have danced? Oh, the strangest place where I've danced. I'm trying to remember. Well, oh, there's, there's two <laughs> in my head. So one is um, when I used to be part of the, the troupe in Orlando, we, we did like gigs and stuff and we danced the tattoo convention. Nice. And it was, um, it was really fun. They were really lovely hosts all the time but it's you could just hear the buzzing of the tattoo gun in the background <laughs> the whole time that's awesome yeah a <laughs> little bit distracting and another time um a close second would be when i went to brazil for the first time and i danced there but it was like at a house party type thing it was just like an open backyard and i didn't have a a saidi stick so they gave me a broom without the parts <laughs> and i used that yes that was odd, but they loved it. So it's okay. <laughs> you got to do the best you can with what you got. Yes. <laughs> you know, you can find an Asaya anywhere. Yes, definitely. <laughs> they were amazed. They were like, ooh, <laughs> she can do them. Broom. <laughs> That's awesome. Shana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I'm so excited to have you as part of this year's bundle. Everybody, I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you. Bye. See, we couldn't help ourselves. The message that you are enough, it's so important. And it's totally true. I hope that our talk of details, worthiness, and self-compassion started up some amazing thoughts in your brain. Because like Shauna mentioned, don't you wish someone had just shaken you and told you that at the beginning? This is us doing that for you right now, however, whenever we can. And I want you to stick around for the long haul with this dance, and I know so many of us bury ourselves under our own judgments, which stops us from doing things, which makes us feel guilty, which makes us judge ourselves even more. It's a vicious cycle, but the only person who can break it is you. Judge yourself kindly today when you get to your practice space. Work on some of these details that we talk about and find the joy in that movement. And whatever it is that you do today, it'll be enough. You can hear much more from Jana over on the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast, and it's all linked up over at thebellydancebundle.com slash 38. You can even check out an episode with me that ran a couple of weeks ago. I got on several soapboxes around business and belly dance, which is a true passion of mine. Thanks so much for listening and for being part of this community. You are amazing. Thank you so much. And until tomorrow, remember that you are great just the way you are. <laughs> <laughs>